All right, so everything in life comes at a cost. Whether it's good or bad, at the end of the day, it comes at a cost. It doesn't always have to be a financial cost, but everything costs something, right? So very often will you actually receive something that comes with no catch to it. And sadly, <laughs> your freedom or our freedom falls into that category. Now, it's funny because you would think that your freedom would be the one thing that you're guaranteed to have all of the time, almost anywhere you go. But that's not the case. I mean, many times over have, you know, governments in both the past and the present in, you know, the West and all over the world have been able to sell people the idea that if they give up some of their freedom in exchange for security, then they will actually feel protected and, you know, potentially gain back that freedom and then some in the long term. But the key word here is feel, not guarantee. Now, this is a very interesting thing, and it's something that can only be answered with a really, you know, a firm, solid response, depending on your, your political view. But the thing with all of this is that I want people to listen to this episode and, and think for themselves. And I encourage, a, you know, a, a good debate to come out of all this, because the question really is in the eye of the beholder, so to speak. Now, the question is, would you give up some of your freedom and privacy in exchange for security? I mean, that's the ultimate question. And there, there really isn't um, a black and white answer with all of this. But there lies a big problem within all of this. And that is, let's assume that you decide to hand over some of your privacy and security rights, you know, in exchange for feeling more safe and secure within the country that you live in. First off, how can you be sure that you feel so secure and safe, right? And second, how do you know that the government isn't, you know, overstepping their reach and their bounds once they obtain your information? I mean, that's, that's the real question. And the other thing is, how far is too far? So as you can see, these are questions that most people don't seem to know the answer to. And the thing about this is that, you know, we as a society have not come to even some kind of conclusion. And because of that, it's very scary because at this point in time, when we're living in a world where, you know, things are moving and evolving so rapidly, we have to come to some kind of conclusion as to where we as a people stand with regards to exchanging our freedom for, you know, more security and whatnot. Because I believe that, what, like, what's scarier than a society not holding a, you know, a generally agreed upon stance on how much they want to submit to their government? What's scarier than that is a society that can't make up their minds. Because when a society cannot make up their minds, or when, you know, a large group of people in any case can't make up their minds, it's been widely known that, you know, the government just takes whatever they want from people without people even realizing. I mean, think about it. The government is observing us as we, the people, attempt to decide to scramble to decide something, anything. When in reality, they realize that people are more concerned about what Kim Kardashian had for breakfast instead of how our privacy rights should be treated. But it's true, right? And so this is when the government comes in and says, you know, fuck it. We're going we're gonna to say we're taking some of the people's privacy in exchange for security when in reality we're taking all of it and the public shouldn't really find out because it's not like the vast, you know, the majority of society is focused on it anyways. So, you know, they lost their chance to express their views. But we were going to take everything from them regardless. So there's no real freedom in this world. I mean... It, Trust me, if they want you, they, they got you. So, now, let, let's take a look at something 
that I really found interesting, and I found I encourage other people to to check it out as well. Uh, the Edward Snowden movie, and for those that haven't seen it, I highly recommend you watch it. Now, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the actor, plays uh, Edward Snowden, and he, he does a great job. But if you don't know who Edward Snowden is, he's the guy that leaked a whole bunch of NSA documents that were considered to be highly classified, and he pretty much exposed to the world that the U.S. was spying on everybody on the planet and literally had the ability, and they, they probably still do have it, that, you know, the ability to shut down countries uh, if they really wanted to and so much more. So Mr. Snowden leaked all of this because of the fact that he believes that if we are supposed to be a part of a democracy or rather a full-on democracy, then people should know when they're being spied on. But here's the thing that Mr. Snowden found more fucked up than, than almost anything else. And that was that the United States of America was spying on its own people way more than people in countries that they don't get along with, like China, Russia, North Korea, or what have you. Now, I can't say I knew what was going on inside of Edward Snowden's mind at the time, but I would probably think that this was one of the things that shocked him the most out of anything else. I mean, you would think that surveilling people within your own country would be something that shouldn't be focused on nearly as much as, you know, you know, uh, governments of foreign countries and whatnot. But fuck, you know, it turns out they were spying on people within their own country more than anybody else, right? I mean, look, I understand that surveilling your own people for the sake of ensuring that there aren't any threats at home would be something totally understandable. But to say that they're conducting way more surveillance on their own compared to, you know, even their own enemies is a little bit fucked up, wouldn't you think? I mean... Come on, like you have to think about that. I understand to conduct surveillance on your own people to a, a certain extent for you know domestic security reasons, but to say that you're watching people within your own country more than that of uh, you know Russia or China, right? Now the next thing I like to discuss is something. It's more of an a an opinion based question compared to anything else, but. That question would be, how far is too far when it comes to domestic surveillance? Like, look, there, there's two sides of the debate on, on this. On one hand, you have, you know, I don't have anything to hide. And on the other hand, you have, you know, bullshit. Everyone has something to hide. You just don't realize how well they can, you know, get into your phones and computers. And, or you're just too ignorant to care because it's not affecting you at this present moment. And so... Those are like essentially the two sides of the argument here. So I can go back and forth and, and argue both sides, but it really isn't going to get me anywhere, right? What, I, what I'd rather do in this episode is argue something else entirely. And that would be, how can we find a way to balance the two arguments so that there's, you know, some form of communal agreement between both perspectives, you know, both parties and the government, between, you know, the people and the government. Now, look, as much as I'd like for this to be true, I also know that what I'm saying might only be possible in a fantasy world because at the end of the day, the countries of, you know, the Western world and Europe and whatnot, they have enough power to do whatever the fuck they want so discreetly without people even realizing. And they can do it outside of the law. So I, I honestly think that as much as I would like my questions to raise some concerns as to whether or not legitimate change can be made, I highly doubt anything will be made. You know, any change will be made. And even if, you know, public forums are held on this topic, you know, different governments will most definitely not listen, even though they'll, they'll pretend to, but they won't act on it. 
But at the same time, don't mistake me for saying, you know, just give up and forget about it. I'm not saying that either. But personally, I honestly think that for legitimate change to be made between differentiating and, you know, drawing the line between freedom versus security is that there needs to be some kind of rebellion and overthrowing of the current government. And I'm not, you know, into the whole, you know, uprising or anything of the sorts, but bringing in newly elected people only does so much because these various agencies of the government, like, you know, the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, the DEA, all those fucking guys, they're, they're, and they do a good job with what they do, but they're also like a big dysfunctional family. You know, they hide things from their elected officials all the time. And if, you know, they hide things from Congress, they hide things from, you know, their partners from other governments, right? And if they hide things from elected officials and whatnot, then what does that tell you? You know what I mean? And that's why I say there needs to be some kind of, you know, hypothetical overthrow of this current government. For me, at least, to realistically believe that there can be some kind of change in a real kind of way. Seriously, I mean, I don't think that wiping clean certain government agencies and bringing in elected officials is going to do anything because there will always be someone or small, uh, you know, a small group of people within these agencies that will continue to push, you know, their internal agendas. And that's why I say that an overthrow would hypothetically be needed to actually do something. And that's not to say that some of our elected officials aren't legitimately honest and, you know, caring people. Because some of them actually are. And, you know, it's sad to see that things are hidden from them. But again, it, it goes back to the same old line. It's a matter of national security. And that's the line that the government always uses. But the question then is, it's understandable, but how much do we trust our government to keep things secret from us? I mean, personally, I do to a, a, a fairly decent extent. But again, I, I also don't because of, you know, some of the shit that they've done in the past and whatnot. Right? I mean, you got to take the good with the bad at the end of the day, unfortunately. So, look, I'm, I'm not saying the whole freedom versus security debate is a lie, but I think, I think it's been very much propped up. And while people keep holding these kind of debates and forums to discuss it, the government won't do anything about it. I mean, you can pass laws, you can pass legislation, and you can, un you know, underneath it all, nothing will be done. Like, still, like they still won't do anything. So I think it's fair to say that at this point in time, this entire debate is propped up on a whole bunch of nothingness. Why? Because the government won't do anything meaningful, no matter how much that might appear to be on the front end of things. You know what I mean? And I wish I had the answer. I really wish I did. But at the end of the day, this is a debate that is both meaningful and potentially worthless at the exact same time. And that's where it's a complete mindfuck. Now, you might say, why is it both meaningful and worthless at the same time? Well, just listen to, to the points that I just made, right? You trust them or you don't. At the end of the day, it's up to you.